So, first, thank you for being here tonight, online at your home, to give attention to this session, to meditate together, to spend the next one hour, to turn inward together, to look at the mind. I guess nowadays everyone is busy, right? Everyone is bombarded with all kinds of information. So it's understandably busy. But no matter the what, it is always good to pause for a while, to turn inward, to look at the mind. The mind really enjoy, enjoys being busy, does it? The mind enjoys being occupied by all kinds of thoughts. That's also one of the functions of thoughts, right? to occupy the mind. When the mind is occupied by all kinds of thoughts, one is into the mood of being busy. It's challenging, right, to face the empty mind. When the mind is really empty, the boredom kicks in. So we still try our best to keep the mind engaged. Nowadays, it seems that this is much easier than ever before, right? We have the internet. It's so easy to be exposed into all kinds of information all kinds of TV programs, movies, all kinds of entertainment. You know, on this planet, there's a such huge community of gaming. People spend a lot of time gaming to form this kind of gaming reality. Also, you know, to keep the mind occupied. So to this topic, let's talk about an open mind. In other words, how to be open-minded, so to speak. More than six billion people are living on this planet. Each mind is occupied by all kinds of thoughts, reactions, all kinds of images, feelings, whatever. Now, 
thanks to the internet. What an amazing invention! That now people are so interconnected by the internet. But we also see that the whole world is much more divided than ever. Divided by what? Simply speaking, people are divided by thoughts. Are they? People are divided by ideology. People are divided by opinions, all kinds of political opinions, views, life attitude, even philosophy. Those are really amazing. And we are turning out all kinds of thoughts at each second. How to keep the mind open is becoming more and more challenging. So before we go into this topic today, I am inviting you to stay silent for three minutes with me, to reflect your whole day's mental activities, to notice how many moments you were not present. Don't criticize yourself. Just be aware that how the busy mind deprived you of the, the moment being here and now. So in the next three minutes, it will start with a ring bell and ends with another ring bell. Ring bell and then we come back to the session.
it is very important to to be aware aware of the thoughts. Thoughts are part of the brain, part of the neuron cells, part of the neuron paths. It is part of the nature of the mind. So there's no point refusing it. Because the very refusal creates a new thought, a new mental activity, only adding to the chaos of the mind. Can we just observe the mind? Just observe it. Don't justify it. Don't condemn it. Just say it. Thinking is always limited, is it? When people are thinking, people are always in a pattern. No matter how hard one thinks, the freedom couldn't be figured out because, because the true freedom is beyond thinking. The freedom which can be figured out is only a concept, an idea, or ideology. Thinking can be necessary for some situations, Does thinking really deserve such an importance in the modern life? We are all divided by people. No, by thoughts. Sorry for my typo. We are all divided by thoughts. So look at our life honestly. What a fragment. We live a very fragmented life, right? Because we think also in a fragmented way. If the thinking is fragmented, the thinking must be mechanic. That's why you know, we, we invent computer to imitate the thinking of a human being. Why does computer imitate the human being's thinking? Because when we, when we mention the human being's thinking, we means the mechanic way of thinking, which is in most people's life. 
So the computer could do that part easily, even better. Because the fragmented way of thinking, we have turned out, we have created a lot of experts. Sorry, I have to use expert in a very negative sense. Because now the expert is much more expert than ever. The mind is becoming more and more subtle, constrained to a small, much, much smaller place in the brain. It is called, we use the term, over-specialization. Because this kind of fragmented way of thinking, we forms community, right? So what a beautiful name, community. But is it still the result of the division by thoughts, ideas, ideologies, interest, whatever you call. The community is formed still based on fragments. Here, again, we have to mention that it is not to deny this way of thinking, this way of life fragmented, because most people are still living in this way. Not because of that, because this is one way of life. If people can really you know, handle the conflicts, the problems, and uh, they still can make it, just live that way. There's nothing but right or wrong. But if we if we want to be serious about this, I want to delve into it, to look at the issues of the fragmented thinking, the fragmented lifestyle. Let's examine it non-judgmentally to explore the limitations of thoughts, the fragmented way of thinking. When we mention when the thoughts or when the thinking is fragmented, we are lacking 
the whole understanding, the, the holistic understanding of the human mind. Due to the lack of this understanding, we don't understand each other. You think in that way, I think in this way. And I dislike your thinking, and you dislike my thinking. And we begin to fight in a way or another. You see the conflict, the conflict here. I dislike you because you're false. That's why I want to remove you. I don't want to see you. And you do the same to me. Then there's a division. There's a separation. There's avoidance. So today, the topic is an open mind. So up to now, we have talked a lot about the fragmented way of thinking and life. Now what is an open mind? Open means not closed, not be divided. Being open is in a different dimension, is it? It's not about black, it's not about blank and white. It's about gray, right? When the two color, when the two colors blends. But you may find that it can be very challenging to be really open-minded. A tiny disturbance of the mind can lead to the closeness of the mind.
a very tiny disturbance, even the reaction can make people closed. The being closed probably is an reaction when the self is attacked. So, what's the relation between an open mind and a mind occupied with all kinds of thoughts? Let's set this aside for a while, because now it's time to meditate, to calm down first, then Let's come back to the second part of the discussion about the self, the thoughts, and open-minded. So now I will, I will play the audio guide so everyone could follow it to meditate to really calm down in the next 10 minutes and see you soon. Now, let's take a 10-minute meditation. Start by taking a moment to find a comfortable position to sit in a posture that you feel relaxed and get alert. Let hands rest on your knees or laps. Let the eyes close gently. Soften your forehead. Act a soft smile in the corner of your lips. Breathe naturally. As you breathe in, be aware that you are breathing in. Feel the sensation of breathing in. The region can be the nostrils, can be the belly, can be anywhere. Focus on the part you feel most. As you breathe out, be aware that you are breathing out. Feel the sensation of breathing out. The region can be the nostrils, can be the belly, 
can be anywhere. Focus on the part you feel most. Fix your attention on the breath. Let go of any thought, words, images. This moment, nothing is more important than breath. While you are listening to the bell, check where your attention is. If it wasn't on the breath, after the bell, gently invite your attention back to the breath, and sustain your attention on the breath.
slowly bring your awareness back to this room. Feel into your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes. When you are ready, open your eyes. I hope everybody has a very calm minute, calm session in the past 10 minutes. It is always good, right, to take a break, to let go of all the thoughts, to empty the consciousness directly. When you are bothered by thoughts, by the reactions to the thoughts, there's no quicker methods than doing it now. That's to empathy, the consciousness immediately without any analysis. That's why we meditate, to take immediate action, to empty the thoughts, empty the mind in less than no second. The, an the analysis won't leave us anywhere, only adding to new thoughts, new burden, new judgment, new division. Just do it now, immediately. Empty the mind. When you realize the whole ridiculous, how ridiculous the thoughts are, what's the point of interacting with them and, 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 and analyzing them? Why not just step back and let go of all the thoughts? If you do that, that is Zen. Z-E-N. Zen. Chan. But the real challenge it's not 
about emptying the mind immediately, but clinging to the thoughts. Because we, many people still find thoughts valuable, and they don't want to give up. When they give up the thoughts, they give up the identity, the position, the title, the fame, whichever you call it, and then they become nothing. And the thoughts about being nothing is also very scary. So people say, I don't want to give up thoughts. I want to cling to it. So I couldn't empty the mind. So if people think in that way, we couldn't really help. Because they can only initiate, initialize this action by themselves. Nobody else can help. So now I'm just using Google to look up a word because I always forget how to pronounce it. Um, that's it's called tribalism. The state of effect of being organized in the tribe or tribes. The behavior and attitudes that stem from strong loyalty to one's own tribe and social group. So it's a, a, derogatory, it's a derogatory word. So why I mention this word? Because I think it is relevant to today's topic. The thoughts are fragmented and the fragmented way of thinking leads to the tribalism, that's it. I think in a lot of businesses, companies, universities, there are a lot of tribalism going on. What a pathetic thought is it when people are divided by all kinds of thoughts and want to form this very close community, which we call tribalism. For what? For certainty, for security, is it? When people are divided, when people are living in this way, they have gone through all kinds of conflicts, disturbance. So, it is reasonable, right, 
to find a few guys together to warm up together. To form a closed circle for the sin for the false sense of security. At the same time, the each one is divided individually because because of what the self, the ego, right? Attached to the ego, to the self, is the greatest division we could ever had on the mind. Is it? The self, as we said before many times, is the only source of all kinds of conflicts, mental conflicts. What creates the fragments, the division? Isn't it the attachment? The attachment to a thought creates the division. It's not the thoughts, it's not the thoughts themselves, because thoughts is part of the brain. But the attachment to it, the attachment to the self, to the ego, to an idea, to an image. You have your attachment, I have mine. And that all kinds of all sorts of attachment creates all kinds of Divisions. If if you and me have a similar attachment, uh, we could form a tribe, form a community community. to alleviate the pain of attachment. But when the society is based on the ego, for most people, it's difficult to escape this kind of influence. So most people are also attached to the self, to the ego. That's the perpetual conflict. So even within the community, people still fight. 
even within the tribe, people still fight in one way or another. That's the kills of this planet. Invisible, but also very visible. When we say there's a, a diversity of human minds, different people, when we say we are tolerant of them, are very tolerant of them, the word tolerance means ignorance. Seriously. the ignorance of the nature of the mind. In this situation, to avoid further conflicts, I think the best way, maybe the only way, is to tolerate. But tolerance You still have the meaning of code being code. Because if I say I tolerate you, means that, okay, it's you. I don't understand you. I dislike your behavior. But, okay. I want to do any further action to disrupt you. But I'm still holding the ill thoughts about you. But I don't express it. So that's called tolerance. If one understands the nature of the mind, understand the ridiculous the ridiculous side of thoughts, understand how the thoughts are generated and how the attachment are formed, there's no tolerance but compassion. I know you and I are different. I know we think different ways. And the thoughts is a big issue, but it does not deserve such an importance. So yeah, maybe you have done something in that way. I still have the compassion because I understand that you are also the consequence of the thoughts. Everybody is. Everybody is the victim of the mind. All kinds of habits and influences. That's nothing I really dislike because that's the diversity of the human minds. And I appreciate the mind and body, the neurons that leads to this diversity of the mind. So 
understanding the nature of the mind totally is the way to be open-minded. You have no attachment to thoughts, so you are not divided. You understand how thoughts has formed other people's life. You understand their sufferings, their aggressiveness, their violence, their jealousy, all kinds of thoughts. You understand those second-hand beings as the consequence of all kinds of habits and inferences. Since time, you understand how you are influenced by thoughts. And also, you empty your thoughts regularly, often, at each moment. When the thought, when your mind is really empty, free from all common disturbance, due to the thoughts, there's compassion, there's a openness. So that's the, uh, the main content of today's session. So now maybe we can, if you, someone has some questions to ask or want to communicate, everybody's welcome to speak. Um, Chico, maybe it's not really important that you mentioned at the beginning. Uh, um, it's another dimension to be open-minded. Um, and I agree, but uh, then later you said um, it's not black or white, but it's somewhere in between, gray or something. Um, but I think another dimension is something completely um, out of the range of black, white, gray, what, what have you. Be, um, and I think uh, the description um, of another dimension is probably better to describe openness versus um, yeah, closed mind, because uh, openness um, um, infers um, or uh, some kind of um, uh, uh, another going in another direction. So I agree with you, Bob. So yes, it's a matter of language that uh, in using this color to represent this different dimension. Yes, we can also say it's beyond the color. <laughs> so so yeah. Anyway, it's a different dimension, right? <laughs> so being open has nothing to do with A and B. It's beyond A and B. It's beyond black and white. And beyond that, 
there's a new dimension which is called open. You don't mind, it's black. You don't mind, it's white. That's a totally different world. Thank you, Siko. You're welcome, Bob. Anyone else to speak? Joyce, Anna? No, I'm okay, but thank you, Siko. Okay, no problem. Um, at the end um, of your talk, you mentioned uh, secondhand and that I got lost in that sentence. But I think uh, you don't mean that negatively, but you, uh, you, you mean that people are not uh, reacting uh, from themselves, but uh, yeah, how do you say? Um, um, uh, not directly, indirectly. They're um, kind of um, um, yeah, sorry, I'm lost for the word. So the second hand is not negative but it's just to describe that the most human being living in life, which is the influence of and the habits from the culture, from anything else, right? So that's why only a tiny part of people can really think beyond the self, independently. Most people are just being keep, just being influenced and uh, habituated in a way is secondhand. Because most people rarely turn inward to understand who they really are. So, only secondhanded. Of course, it sounds a little offensive if we want to use this word negatively. But unfortunately, most people are living in that way. So let's remove all the associations with that word. Just look at it. If we couldn't really turn inward to understand the self, no, we always are living in the second, second hand way, right? We are taught by other people by the authorities, by anything. But we never know who we really are. We know we are painful, but we don't know why we are painful. <laughs> um, in, uh, in Dutch, it's called secundaire uh, reageren, to react secondary. Maybe, I, I don't know if, this is the right English um, translation uh, uh, to react secondary. That means um, that you don't 
react on the subject which is uh, at hand, but um, uh, you react to something else, in fact. People's mind can be very complicated. So people are hurt in different ways. We don't know. So that's why probably in that sense, people react secondarily. <laughs> in that they suffer, they, they are hurt unexpectedly by something else and we don't know. <laughs> but that's also part of this diversity of human minds, right? So, great. So, before we end today's session, so I'm inviting everybody to sit for another three minutes for silence. So let's come down again. Uh, maybe it's, it can be a little challenging to do that in three minutes, but uh, that, that's, let's just do it. And after that, let's say goodbye to each other, shall we?
Great. And、uh, thank you again for being here tonight, spending the last one hour together, turning inward and meditating. And I hope everyone stays safe and peace. To enjoy this moment, find joy from each moment. Nothing really matters. Try to tell yourself to empty the mind as often as possible. And、uh, that's it. And、uh, hopefully, we can see each other again in the future sessions. And、uh, the audio program and this session's audio will be published via the podcast, so you can find it from the like Apple Podcast by searching "Mindiverse Awakening Talk." And、uh, if you find this helpful for your friends, you can also share this video or audio with more people, so we can try to spread mindfulness to more people and、uh, influence them positively. Thank you, Siko. Again,、uh, I wish you、uh, a good week ahead.、Um, Um, I hope you enjoy、uh, the good things like、uh, the weather and、uh, are not too much disturbed by the corona、uh, thing. But、uh, actually, I think、uh, maybe I'm wrong. But I think you have a lot of things on your mind, other things, um, and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, also,、uh, Joyce, I wish you a very good week, both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for the very good wish. And、uh, all right, everybody, that's it. See you next time. Bye bye. Okay. Oh, bye. -bye. bye.